believer in Christ, have you been praying for divine intervention or God's help in real, overwhelming needs in your life? Have you asked Jesus to immerse and envelop you in the power of the Holy Spirit? The same power that he operated in to heal the sick, cleanse lepers, cast out demons, raise the dead, and perform mighty miracles is available to you today through the same baptism in the Spirit that he himself received. The next few minutes can revolutionize your life as you learn how to be clothed with power from on high. Welcome to the Real Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Lambert. In an hour when deception and apostasy is rampant on earth, the need for proclaiming the real truth has never been more desperate. Jesus prophesied, An hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Proclaiming the real truth of the written and rhema prophetic word of God that he is revealing in this hour is our goal. Affecting real change in the hearts and minds of believers in Christ in order to fulfill the purposes and plans of God is our purpose. Friends, throughout this teaching series, I am leading you on a journey to discover the real truth about a matter second in importance to none except salvation itself, which is the matter of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Each segment of teaching is one vital link in that journey, which leads ultimately to the real truth concerning the role of the third member of the Godhead in your life, whom Jesus himself called the Helper, that is, the Blessed Holy Spirit, the living waters of God. God says in Hosea 4.6 that His people, that means born-again believers, Christians, are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Ignorance or lack of knowledge concerning spiritual matters not only is not bliss, but it is an open gateway to devastation and destruction. Jesus taught that the knowledge of the truth sets free, which inherently means that what you do not know of the truth will keep you in bondage. The unfortunate truth is that many born-again believers are being held captive by lack of knowledge of the truth and deceptions concerning this critical matter of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire.
Receiving the Baptism in the Holy Spirit If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture said, from his innermost being, will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. John seven thirty seven through 39 Then in Luke twenty four forty nine, Jesus is quoted as saying to the early disciples, And behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And Acts 1, 4-5 says that Jesus gathered together the early disciples and he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which, he said, you have heard of from me, for John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then verse 8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the remotest part of the earth. Then Acts 2, 1-4 says, And when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. And the verses following indicate that when this sound occurred, the crowd that was gathered together and witnessing this supernatural phenomenal event were bewildered because each one of them was hearing these early disciples who had been filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in their own languages. And verses 12 and following say, And they continued in amazement, and great perplexity, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others were mocking and saying, They are full of sweet wine. But Peter, taking his stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them, These men are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. But this is that which the prophet Joel had spoken and prophesied so many hundreds of years before. And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my Spirit upon all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my bond slaves, both men and women, I will in those days pour forth of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. 
And then Peter, going on in his momentous sermon on that day of Pentecost, says in verse 32, This Jesus God raised up again, to which we are all witnesses, therefore having been exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured forth this which you both see and hear. Then picking up in verse 37, Now when the crowd heard this, they were pierced to the heart, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent, and let each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. That's talking about water baptism. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This refers to the baptism in the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call to himself. The baptism in the Holy Spirit and fire is available to every believer who will turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and simply call upon him and ask him to receive of this great baptism in the living waters of God. As indicated numerous times previously, God desires that all believers receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of tongues. According to 1 Corinthians 14, verses 5, 14, and 15, all believers should pray and sing in the Spirit, that is to say, in tongues. The Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 14, 14, that praying in a tongue is praying in the Spirit. And praying in tongues comes through the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Peter, told us in the passage we looked at previously that this promise of the Spirit is for you and for your children, even for as many as be afar off meaning those who are yet away from God and alienated from Him by the great chasm of sin and personal sins. All you have to do is come to God, repent of your sin, request His forgiveness that He is so eager to extend, and then ask Him for this great baptism in the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Why the baptism in the Holy Spirit and tongues? Now in this final segment of teaching, we want to look at some of the many reasons why you would want to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit or the benefits of this great promise of the Father, the baptism in the Holy Spirit and fire. Firstly, as I've already indicated, Jesus said we would receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon us. And the Amplified Bible says that we would receive power to testify of Him with great effect. And certainly, it is great effect to testify of Jesus 
when you are testifying through the power that is demonstrated and manifested through the gifts of the Spirit that are operated through a person who has received of the baptism in the Holy Spirit and who steps out in faith and allows the Holy Spirit to use him or her as a vessel of the power of God. Secondly, the gifts of the Spirit, especially the gift of tongues, are a supernatural sign unto unbelievers, according to 1 Corinthians 14.22. They are a sign to unbelievers, meaning that they are an indicator testifying of the supernatural power of God being manifest through the speaker as a testimony of the power and presence of God being manifested. Another reason tongues are so important in the lives of believers is that it is genuine spiritual prayer, according to 1 Corinthians 14.14. For there, Paul says, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. Biblically speaking, the only way to really pray in the spirit, as it is often referred to, is by praying in tongues. The only way we can really know that the Holy Spirit is praying through our human spirit, which is light years better than us praying on our own out of our own finite and flawed intellect, is when we are praying in a tongue, according to this verse. Moreover, Romans 8.26 indicates that praying in tongues is actually the Holy Spirit in the role as the parakletos, as he is called in the Greek, parakletos, the one who comes alongside and takes hold with, it literally means. Jesus called him the helper. The helper actually is praying or interceding through us when we are praying in the Spirit. And in the next verse, we see that another reason for or benefit of praying in tongues is that the Holy Spirit is praying through us in the perfect will of God. And according to the mind, the thinking the understanding, the knowledge, the wisdom of God. So also, Romans 8, 1 through 6 tells us that through tongues, when we are praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit is helping us with our weakness, our human frailties, our human spiritual inabilities and inadequacies that come from being merely human or that are inherent in our human essence and estate. The Holy Spirit helps us with those, especially in our spiritual activity of prayer. And then Jude 20 tells us that we actually edify or build ourselves up on our most holy faith when we pray in the Spirit. Or the word translated build up in the Greek means to charge up as a battery is charged up with power. We charge ourselves up with dunamis power. We build ourselves up 
when we pray in the Holy Spirit. For the verse says, but you, beloved, that means every Christian when it says beloved is referring to every Christian, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. We are told that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. But we actually build ourselves up on that faith, build our lives up on that faith when we pray in the Holy Spirit, i.e. in tongues. Again, according to 1 Corinthians 14, 14, we are praying in the Spirit when we are praying in tongues. And then 1 Corinthians 14, 4 is a correlating passage to that one in Jude 20, for it says, one who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. So when we speak or pray in a tongue, we are edifying, building ourselves up spiritually. And certainly in this last hour, when we are besieged with so much adversity, troubles, trials, tribulations, perplexities of this world, we have a great need to build ourselves up on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, that is, praying in tongues. In 1 Corinthians 14.2, we see that speaking or praying in tongues is direct communication to and with God, in which we are actually speaking mysteries in our spirit. But these are mysteries that can be interpreted, in some cases, through another gift of the Spirit operating in tandem with tongues, which is the interpretation of tongues. And when we have tongues plus interpretation of tongues, we then have prophecy. Tongues and interpretation of tongues spoken in a public forum is each one half of prophecy. When a public message from God to someone or a group of people is spoken in tongues, it must be coupled with interpretation of tongues in order for the recipients to be able to understand it. But sometimes, not every time, but sometimes, during our personal prayer and praise in tongues, God will convey a message to us directly that comes in the form of tongues, and then the Holy Spirit will follow that message with the interpretation into a language we understand. So we actually can receive prophecy from God within ourselves, our spirit, as we pray in the Holy Spirit and then allow the Holy Spirit to give us the interpretation of those tongues that we are praying in. And oftentimes, God will reveal mysteries to us, things He wants to communicate to us, direction, guidance, and instruction from the Holy Spirit. You're listening to The Real Truth Podcast. Other episodes of the podcast can be found at realtruthradio.com.
Friends, the crowning moment for all this teaching and wooing by the Holy Spirit has now come. Reach out right now to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, won't you? Jesus promised to give the Holy Spirit to everyone who asks Him for it. That's all you have to do. You merely have to ask Him to receive of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, Ask, and you shall receive. Indeed, in Luke eleven nine through 13 He, Jesus, specifically talks about this with regard to the Holy Spirit, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. For everyone, 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 everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Now suppose one of you fathers is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? He is contrasting Satan's kingdom to God's kingdom. Satan's kingdom being represented by a snake, and God's kingdom being represented by a fish. Or if he asks for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? Again, the two kingdoms being contrasted. God will not give you something from Satan's kingdom when you are asking him earnestly and diligently to receive something from his kingdom. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And then, in John seven thirty-seven through 38 and Isaiah 55, 1, we see that anyone who is thirsty for the Holy Spirit need only to come to Jesus and drink of the water of the Holy Spirit, that is, receive it by faith. It's truly just that easy. Out of fear or unbelief or self-condemnation, people are often so intimidated about merely asking Jesus for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But it really is as simple as drinking from a glass of water. He's not holding back. He's eager to baptize you in the Spirit right now, whenever you ask Him. Friend, right now, I want to help you to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And you know, you can, right where you are right now. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you have been regenerated by the Holy Spirit coming to live on the inside of you, to take up residence on the inside of you, in your heart, you are a candidate for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. This is what you've been looking for. This is what you have need for. This is what you have been lacking, the power of God operating in your life. It is so simple. 
All you need to do is to ask Jesus and then simply drink in the Holy Spirit. If you earnestly desire to be totally immersed in the rivers of living water of the Holy Spirit, you can be immersed in those waters right now, wherever you are at this moment. Lift both hands to heaven and pray this prayer with me. Say it out loud with me right now. Go ahead. Dear Lord Jesus, I have believed upon you as my Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit already lives within me. I know I am already saved, but John the Baptist testified you were the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. I ask you now to baptize me in the Holy Spirit and clothe me with power from on high. I receive this baptism now by faith. Now, friend, to drink, drink out of a glass of water, you must open your mouth. So open your mouth right now. Get ready to drink. Jesus said, if you are thirsty, come and ask him and drink. Now take in a deep breath right now. Drink in the breath of the Holy Spirit. Receive by faith. Father, I ask you in Jesus' name that you baptize these readers and listeners with a baptism in the Holy Spirit and fire. Now go ahead, beloved. Drink in the Holy Spirit. Take three deep breaths right now as if you were drinking water. Drink in the Spirit, the breath of God. O Holy Spirit, fall upon them now, as you fell upon the Gentile believers gathered at Cornelius' house, I pray, in Jesus' name. Now just receive the Holy Spirit's baptism by faith. It is not by works. It comes just the same way that you got saved. You receive Jesus by faith. Now, receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit by faith. You will begin to sense a bubbling forth, a sensation from your innermost being, somewhere in the region of your belly. For Jesus said, Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. For this is where your human spirit is located, somewhere behind your belly. Open your mouth. Begin to sing the praises of God. Begin to speak the praises of God in the utterances that the Holy Spirit gives you from within. You must allow Him to use your tongue. Surrender your tongue to Him right now. Don't be concerned if only a few sounds that you do not understand come forth initially. Speak them forth in faith, abandoning pride and self-consciousness. Remember, tongues are words in languages you do not understand, but God does. Now, if you want that baptism in the Holy Spirit I've been talking about, 
and would like to know more about it and how to receive it, I've written a book and even recorded an audio book of the book that will help you with that. The book title is Dunamis, Power from on High. Dunamis, Power from on High. Now, this concise book explains what the baptism in the Holy Spirit is, the scriptural precedent and proofs regarding it, how to sort out the real truth from all the diverse teaching that exists concerning it based on scripture, and it provides some simple explanation for receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You can order the book and audiobook online on our website at realtruthradio.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Real Truth. I'm Stephen Lambert. Please subscribe to the podcast, share with your friends, and visit realtruthradio.com to join our mailing list. sure to tune in to the next edition of The Real Truth. Until then, this is Stephen Lambert reminding you that with God all things are possible and all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to His purpose.